Papa Suit Convos. We back another week. Jamal, how you living, man? Living good, man. <clears throat> About to go mm. to BK this weekend. Very excited. Uh-oh, body popping. Watch yes, out. Yes, indeed. About to be a heavy body popping function. I'm playing, playing Project Pat and shit up there, though, when I go up there. Nice, nice. And we Saturday. welcomed by another special guest. You know, making his second appearance. He's basically the third member of Chopper Suit Convos. Oh, say what it do, man. How you living? Gee, 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 gee. Whoa, gee, <laughs> Whoa, is that? Are you trying to do the South the West ad libs by Gunna Wanna? Yes, sir. There you yeah. go. Last time wow. you was here, you said the streets were dead. Then you went to go watch Gunner in New York. <laughs> See how life works? Yeah, life is crazy right now. <laughs> hey, Damn. man, let's just start right there, man. You went to go watch Big Gunner Wanna and Barclays, you know, in Brooklyn, just like Jamal's going to this weekend. Hey, this was his first show as a free man. He's going to do another show soon in L.A. How did you feel being in that building that night, man? Break it down. Uh, At first, I was, I mean, I felt I felt good, honestly, because I, I knew it was going to be like a exclusive concert because, you know, you're only doing one city on the east coast one city on the west so you know walking in i was like oh this shit gonna be big i thought it was gonna be a, i might have thought it was gonna be a little more packed but it was definitely still packed and yeah i was I, it felt good to be in the building honestly ran across a nigga from cali he was from sacramento and he was out there for the show i was like what you doing like, what you doing up here, like, in New York and shit? They about to have one in L.A. It was like, I was just out here, and I heard about it. And I was like, man, I'm about to pull up. Shit, fuck it. Because they sold out in L.A. So I was like, oh, shit, all right, that's what's up. And, uh, yeah, from the, from the start to finish, I got there literally, what, five, ten minutes before Gunner's uh, set. So I heard the boy DDG opened up, and I was glad I missed that one. Ain't nobody trying to see you. <laughs> so, yeah, the joint was lit, though. I mean, well, what, how y'all, uh, what y'all hearing about the concert and what y'all seeing? That shit looked horrid. The, the stage setup was tight. Um, I saw a video where people were talking about how he wasn't using a backtrack on um, Who You Fooling. That's one of my jams. I love that song. I like that he um, implemented some of his older songs into the show. I heard like what some people were saying that there was a lot of pretty women at the, this show. Um, I just heard it was just a great time and Gunners, like the streets didn't win basically. And people oh, get to enjoy Gunner because Gunner's lit, bro. I was listening to him in the gym today. He got a lot of classic songs. He got shit that Young Thug ain't never did and can't do. Yeah, I thought uh, I thought he was just going to do his album and then yeah, the way he broke it down, like he did, the first, it sounded like he did the first half of the album and then mixed in his old shit for the first 30 minutes of his set. 
And then the last 30 minutes, he did the second half of the album. Of course, he missed like probably two or three songs off of that jump. And then he mixed it with some other old songs, too. It was a dope, dope show. Good performance. What, what about you, Dan? I mean, you said uh, you were surprised more people weren't there. So it wasn't sold out like how it's expected to be in L.A.? I mean, it sold. They said it sold out in New York. It's just that I know when I was looking for my tickets, which was probably like a month ago, L.A. was already sold out. <laughs> hey, man. Like L.A. L.A. sold out real fast. Like I was like, damn. Okay. And, and that's supposed to be the second gangland in America, and they <laughs> they, they want to see gonna want it badly. That's tight. Man, I, I bet it's gonna be so many. Girls out there, bro. Like, of course, I can, only, I can only imagine what Ali is gonna feel like after seeing what New York was on. I was like, I was like, damn, Cali is about to be on another level, bro. Like, yeah, and all the celebrities are in New York, uh, for Fashion Week, and then they had the VMAs. So I'm surprised it wasn't more turned up, like in terms of the crowd, but uh. I think it was dope. I watched the concert like I told y'all before. I watch concerts online. It's all there. And I watched the Gunner show. It was good. I like the stage presentation. Um, I like his uh crowd presence, how he was trying to, you know, use more of the stage because comparing it to like the Drake and 21 show, those brothers take it easy. Hey man, they be walking. You know, they got the backing track on. Gunner, he was switching it up. I did like how they had the live instrumentation, too, with the band. That was yeah, cool. That was, that was yeah. definitely dope. Yeah. Like yeah, it makes the music sound fresher. So it was definitely turned. Uh, I was uh, hoping he played a couple tracks, but I, I know, hey, man, I'm, I'm a fan, so... I'm not going to guess certain joints because they're not as big to other fan bases or other people in the fan base. But it's like, um, I'm sure I saw he's performed 30 songs, so I'm wondering if he'll do more of the same set in L.A. or if maybe he'll switch it around or maybe he'll add more songs depending on the vibe of the crowd. It's interesting how shows work in that you know capacity because it's a one-off show. It's not a real tour, so it's not like you get to see how the show continues to build and transform, but it is cool that he's able to do this. Um, now, what I wanted to ask y'all, you know, to transition from this convo and expand it, is uh, you made a reference a few minutes ago, Jamal, about how Gunna can do things Young Thug can never imagine to do now. Of course, Young Thug is incarcerated right now. He's fighting for his life. And uh, he put out Business is Business this year. It's not as good as Gunna's album, A Gift and a Curse. And, you know, one album was made by a free man. Another album was a compilation of songs that he made as a free man with a, a verse he rapped in jail. So we know Gunna, of course, was going to make a better album, but how would you guys compare them as artists? Do you think they're comparable? Like it's close, or do you think one has been 
more superior than the other artists in recent memory? For me, <clears throat> Gunna is just more contained and it allows him to be a better rapper. Like, and he just says cooler stuff, more inspiring things to, for, to me. And uh, while Young Thug is more creative and outside the box, that some people might like that more. But when I was listening to like um, the blue album Underwater and then the green one today in the gym, it was just a few songs on there that I just was just thinking like, Thug ain't never did this shit. Like, Who You Fooling is just like a crazy song already to me. And then like even songs like um, Almighty Cranks, um, uh, No Joke, Spinning Addiction, Toast Up is like my shit, Toast Up. Um, but yeah, I just think I just like Gunna more. Like Thug has been was like you got to go back to like Best Friend and shit like that for, to me for like really good Thug in my opinion. Since like Best Friend and shit like that, I don't think it's comparable. But Thug is still really good, and you can kind of say it. so. You can I wouldn't be mad if somebody said that he's better than Gunna. I don't know why it's another Gunna song that's like a classic too. Hey man. Oh, say, how do you see this comparison? Because you mentioned that you didn't realize how much of a Gunna fan you were. You know, after watching the show, you realize how many of his songs you knew. Uh, how do you see the comparison between the artists? Uh, I would say, I, and I really, what I really said was, I didn't know how much of a fan I wasn't of Gunna because I didn't know his. Oh, okay. It was the opposite word. Yeah, I didn't know his music. I mean, I knew the songs and I knew the melodies and all that, but I didn't, I couldn't go like word for word, bar for bar, like I would like my real favorite, favorite artist, you know, at a show. But, you know, I was, I became more of a fan. I ain't going to hold you just, you know, what the show. But if you were to compare the two, to me, Gunner's better. Gun, I mean, Thug is good too. Thug is very good, creative. It's just sometimes Thug can go a little, he can go a little off, like with his creativity. Like it's not needed. I'd rather hear him, you know, do his, I'd rather him go bar for bar on some of his songs than him trying to go like singing and, you know, I don't know. Some of the shit he be doing just be weird. And then like, me and my girl was even having this convo because I had to get her hip to the thug and gun of politics and shit. Cause she was trying to figure out like, why does it say free Jeffrey? Why is he saying free Jeffrey when everybody's mad at him? This is that and I had to get her hip. So from all that, I told her about the album situation and then we played the album, the thug album on the way home. And she even said, she was like, yeah, this thug drone ain't is gonna all day, every day. Like thugs album was, was whack and I pointed out how, how how many features the nigga had to use on his album and Gunna did that shit all by himself and still did numbers cause Thugs in jail he ain't finished them songs come on man you, you didn't know I mean, better yeah, than that that's true. that's true but still like the features were nah I yeah I wouldn't use the last Thug album against him I'll let that one pass I don't even really count that one cause he was in jail but the album before that, that pink one, that one was straight dookie to me. Punky. I know a lot of people like <laughs> Oh, punk. What did you say? 
Is it punk? Was it called punk? Yeah, yeah, that shit was dookie. I know some people like it. Those people who want to pretend like, like you know, when like when Future does weird stuff and Dan likes it anyways. That's kind of like what the Thug fans do with that album. But I like know, business is business. By the way, <laughs> I like yeah, I, um, I a few songs on the joint. I got some favorites on there. I like Abracadabra, um, Thug on the Quavo album. That was some good Thug right there. Pause. Hey, man. Jonesboro, Mad Dog, Uncle M, Cars Bring Me Out with Future, Oh, You Went with Drake, uh, Hoodie with B-Slime and Lil Got It. Yeah, Yeah, I I, uh, went through it. Money on the Dresser, Hellcat, Kenny with Uzi. I fool with that song. Yeah, I like the project. They should have just let Metro do it the first time, but they try to rush it to try to battle Gunna with the numbers, and it was geek. But uh, I think Thug is the artist that I respect more for his versatility, his experimentation. But Gunna's who I listen to more because he knows his corner and he does it well. He stays in that cut. He stays in that pocket and he kills it. And his flow has been used by a lot of people. His style, though, you know, he has a lot of slogans, too, like. Drip or drown. Yeah, well, it's just it's all about dripping. Well, now he has Kupiski. Shout out to the girl that said it on that song. Girls love saying Kupiski, man. Yeah, keeping it P. Yeah, yeah, pushing that P. You know, yeah, pushing he's, P, he's a catchy. Yeah. But hey, yeah. that song is with who? Young Thug and and Future. Don't forget DS4. That nigga needed a lot of help, and that's the biggest album of his career. Now he can't get help because he's an informant. So that's why his album's by himself. And that's why he has a YouTuber opening his concert. So I think, um, like, if you say, I would say this, Young Thug needs Gunna's help to make hits more than Gunna needs Thug's help to make hits because Hot is a Gunna song. And oh, Young yeah. Thug needed that badly. I just yeah. played Hot like two weeks ago at a party and niggas was rocking to that yeah. joint. And Surf. You could tell Surf is a gunner song that he let Thug have too. That joint's hard. And, and ski, ski cranks too. Ski. What's that? Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's a Thug song though. But Gunner's on it. Yeah, that's the. Yeah, you could tell that's a Thug song. I I pay attention to whose song it is, quote unquote, based on you know who leads the record in terms of who does the chorus because you know both of these guys. Our melodic artists, they know how to do choruses well. So whoever dominates a song, that's why I can tell is, oh, you can tell they were they led the song and they were like probably were like, hey, you want to get on this? Or Thug was like, nah, I need this. Like how he did with Hot. He told, <laughs> he told Gunna, give me that song, boy. <laughs> I will say I also real quick, felt like that. He, Thug needs Gunna for the Thug needs Gunna for the bag. Like, I mean, they, yeah, that's his best artist. artist. Yeah. And I, I get the whole business is business thing. So I feel like, you know, Thug is just trying to keep it business and keep it P that way because he knows Gunner is his biggest asset. Can't get rid of him. I mean, if, yeah. If he loses Gunner, he loses his checks, man. Yeah, he don't have no no other source of income to our knowledge, yeah. you know, and but I'm sure he probably has invested in other stuff. I know he had a clothing line. 
the spider joint. So you know the feds froze a lot of his shit. So. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that, that's a part of the game. That's how they make you tell. We we freeze your accounts. And then when the money slows down and you can't pay your lawyers and you don't got commissary and certain stuff, people are gonna start tattletelling, you know, how that's how it goes, supposedly. But um if you had to say your favorite gunner project compared to your favorite thug project, who wins? Like, I know, uh, Jamal, you're a big drip season three fan. Maybe this won't work for you. Oh, say, because you're not really a fan of gunner's music. And how do you feel about young thugs music in 2023? Because I remember when I first played young thug around you 10 years ago, you wasn't really rating it in the beginning, but then you eventually warmed to his style and then you became a fan. But like, how would you say, would you call yourself a Young Thug fan today? Nah, not really. I wouldn't say I'm a Young Thug fan. I mean, I, I, yeah, I'm a fan. I think I play enough Thug to be a fan. I, I thought I, Thug has a lot of hits and I, you know, sometimes I overplay his shit, so I have to take a break. But nah, I'm a, I'm definitely <laughs> a fan. I'm definitely a fan of Thug. He has a lot, of, a lot of hits that I fuck with tough. But as far as like favorite bodies of work, hmm, I think my favorite Thug John was probably so much fun. True, true. Yeah, Jamal don't like that album. <laughs> I don't mind it. I just don't think it's as good as everyone else likes it. That's all. It's I mean, bad. I could be wrong. I got listen. To nah, this. I like I so mean, much fun. It's too. not I bad. Like it a lot. It's not. It's not bad. I just. I, I never go back favorite, to it. Uh, my favorite Gunna joint would probably be DS4. That's the joint with the pushing P on it, right? Yeah, that's the one where all the features whoop his ass. Yeah, I don't mm. like DS Forever that much. We started oh, no. this we started this podcast talking about the album because you know that was like the first big album to come out last year. It's not bad, like he does well, but I just feel like when it's called DS Forever, it's supposed to be the uh ending to the drip season series. I wanted more of him, but I get it. You gotta play the label game. Like uh pushing P is fire course uh Gucci gown goes. Thought I was playing that beats hard, uh, but yeah, a lot of cake is my jam. South the West, yeah, it's not a bad project at all. I just wanted I I that know, was I my just favorite had... one of the year for that year. For last yeah. year, yeah, it was one of my top joints for last year. I would say my favorite Gunner project is probably Dripper Drown too. Even over and... this one, huh? Even over this recent one, I think the recent one is my most favorite. Where the new one is good, but yeah, I'm gonna go with. I don't like depressed gunner, man. <laughs> I don't know no more. I don't know. Yeah, I'm cool. I'd rather listen to. I'm outstanding. Yeah, I'd rather. I'd rather have a cash war. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> hey, man, that's the good I want to hear. Yeah. I like yeah. to hear gunner when he's on a mountain having baby Birkin. Yeah, hey, man. Yeah. That fake Zaytoven beat. Zone, hey, man. Level. Yeah, that oh outstanding. Hey, man. Hey. That's my shit. Because you know it starts with O. So, yeah, that's hey. my shit. Yeah, even Richard <laughs> Milley playing. Hey, man. That's that's real rock star music right there. That's yeah. my, yeah, that's my favorite. Uh, 
and it's only three features. You see 16 songs, only three features. If I'm a fan of an artist, I want to hear you on your album. I don't want to hear all the features, but I get it. It's, a, it's an industry game, but I would say hey, I think... Because he was, you know, why so, you know, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I mean, on this album, it's only Little Baby, Young Thug, and Playboy Cardi. So, yeah, just his homies. Mm. You know. Oh, that's on uh Dripper the... Drown 2 from 2019. Okay. Yeah. And, um... I would say I think Young Thug is a better overall artist. Like if I had to rank them historically, I'd put Young Thug higher. But I'm a I like Gunna's music more. So I will say one though, one on one those one on Drip, on Dripper Drown Two or Drip Season Three, the producers definitely like not. I'm gonna say carried them, but they went stupid on those albums. That's uh, that's another thing too about those albums. Metro and then went crazy on those. Um, oh, you talking drum. about now? Nah, he's talking about the drip season three. You know, that's the one he and dripper drum too, and dripper drum too. Both albums. But you said Metro, Metro's drip season three. But even dripper drum too, like the production is crazy. Like those yeah, beats yeah on drip season three, drip season three definitely got. Oh wow, yeah, drip season three is another one. Because like even out the hood on dripper drum two cranks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh, yeah, yeah. Dripper Drown too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one you were just talking about. Yeah, that's my favorite Gunner project. Yep. For sure. Drip Season 3 is fire for sure. Shout out to Metro, Richie, uh, Turbo. Even Warner was like that too. Warner Matt, was, I Warner didn't was like Warner like that. Warner, I, I think, think it was cool. That was like his young thuggish kind of type of album. Like, <laughs> trying to be all creative and different. He was on too much dope. That's all it was. He was just <laughs> on the whippets, man. He was on the whippets because the album is still the same. It's just not the. It just doesn't have as much energy. Cause now, nah, but dollars on my head is fire, and I do like and like yeah. He makes the album is never gonna be trash because there's a lot of the, I'll do like songs on here like um, I like uh one of course um the title track Skybox is cool Addies and dollars on my head. Yeah, I respect and that album more these days. I'm on something is my jam, you know. Shout Nasty out to girl him. on camera. He should have played yeah. that. Oh my god, Ooh. I was waiting for that. Game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have went I crazy. All Girls love that song. Oh my god. I think they was waiting too, bro. Yes, they were. They yes. was waiting hey, for that. Man. They was waiting for that, man. Damn. Yeah. LA might get that. Yeah, he might be LA yeah. gets better tracks. Oh my god. Hey man, it's LA. I mean, a lot of times it depends on the crowd. Like, I'm still mad that I remember watching um the Yeezus show in in Seattle when Kanye performed Street Lights from 808s and Heartbreak. And that might be my favorite Kanye song. So I was thinking, oh, I'm I'm gonna get to see it in DC. He didn't perform it. I'm still sick. So yeah, hey man. He might, he's definitely, he might perform Nasty Girl on camera. <laughs> he has to, but he's going to yeah, be in LA, like, the home of the horse. Come on, bro. And that's where he lives now. So, you know, that's that's like his hometown show now that he's not going to Atlanta for a while. So, but uh, yeah, let me, uh, Jamal, what's your favorite uh, Young Thug project? Um, Probably Jeffrey. Oh, the one with his dress? That is a good album. Very co oh, yeah, very cohesive. Like 10, yeah. 11 songs and they all bang. I hear you. And yeah. then, um, well, I, for some reason, I'm like, 
not counting the older ones, but like probably like Barter Six or Jeffrey. Yeah, Barter Six is fire. Another one, cohesive, like 14, 15 songs. That's the problem with a lot of artists is that, you know, as they get bigger, they try to get longer albums to cook streams and yeah, it loses the artistic integrity. But hey, man, salute to both of them. Uh, you know, you got any thoughts on your boy YSL Polo getting out the Rico with his crazy antics, his well, spinning Roonies? Did he get the murder charge still? No, he's still gonna get cooked. He's just not on the no, Rico. He got the he got the murder charge. Yeah, they just moved him off the Rico. Yeah, that's it. He's still gonna get cooked. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> oh yeah, one other another thing too. I do. You already know. I think that Super Slimy Young Thug is, is like his best shit to me. True. Oh, with Future. Yeah, I just think the way he rapped in his it was like the perfect like um containment of what he can do. Like he showed a lot of range and being with future, he had to rap about like real stuff, like putting people in his will and stuff and just talking about how, you know what I mean? Like even though on two hundred when they said they had two hundred hoes, like they was flexing, but it almost sounded like it was stressful to them at the same time. I like that kind of <laughs> I like that kind of stuff. Yeah, future is good at that stressful flexing. Yeah. Speaking of future, did y'all see the clip of Sierra in an interview when a young lady asked her house co-parenting and she just left? <laughs> like, man, you know that boy's an absentee dad. Yes, oh, wow. I, I just seen it. I didn't hear the audio, though, and I looked in the comments. You don't even have to see the audio. She just laughs. Yeah, she laughed. And then the women in the um, shade room were like, her face and that laugh just tell me everything I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> So, hey, man, uh, I guess shout out to all the dads out there that do care. <laughs> and shout out to the absentee dads working hard, too, and just sending checks. And looking oh, yeah, and another, um, he another knows Russell off, got it. Another joint off one, one of that I like, too, is the uh, the Rockstar Biker joint, too. True. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't like it as much. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, <laughs> he tried to do the heavy metal rock stuff. That shit didn't work. But hey, uh, let's talk about another comparison. You can say this debate is the origin of chopper suit convos in many ways. When we were kids growing up, I think the hottest debate was Biggie versus Tupac. I was a Biggie fan. Jamal and Ose were Tupac guys. In the past, it did seem like the majority were Tupac guys and I was in the minority. Maybe as we got older, people started to respect Biggie more and rate him as a rapper. But now it seems like the pendulum has swung to where it seems like it's obvious that Tupac is better than Biggie. Uh, how do y'all see this, I guess, historic rivalry today? And an iconic debate in rap history seems like it's dead now. Well, to me, it always seemed the opposite. I always felt like I was outnumbered by Biggie fans. And really, I, all right, let me ask you this: just break it down, old school, like how we were in your neighborhood when we used to have the conversation. Do you recall who were who was on whose side? Well, in that Lakers neighborhood. You and Kwasi like Biggie more. Um, Jarrell, he liked Tupac, but he didn't really know. Like, you know, what I mean, he's he's he basically was too go go out at the time. Yeah, basically, yeah. yes. So to me, 
And how about your friends in school at the time? Like, did y'all have Biggie. that convo in school too? Biggie, because they were all like Dipset, Cassidy type. Niggas. Oh, true. Yeah, East Coast boys. Yeah. Like even um back in the days, people would tell me like, yeah, I think the, uh, Kanye makes better beats than Dre. And I was like, always at the time, I was like, nah, Dr. Dre, Dr. Dre. I would always hear like the more East Coast bias shit all the time. But you're, I'm one of those people, like you said, as I got older, uh, I remember I was working in the mall and my manager, she just happened to play Give Me the Loot. And I never really heard it like that before. And I'm just listening to that shit. And I'm like, yo, this nigga Biggie is different. Like, because he the way he just like basically I pictured everything he was saying. But it also reminded me, it also made me realize Biggie and Tupac on that song, at least, are very similar in rap styles, kind of. And the producer, I think, was Easy Mo B, right? Give me the loot uh maybe i think it is so it reminded me of something i could hear tupac on and just the way he was like kind of rapping just remind me of well tupac like already had a song where he played two characters and one called soldier story so that could be an instance where tupac felt like biggie was copying him and yeah easy moby does do the beat to give me the loot and easy moby i know him for tupac but then i didn't know he was doing shit for biggie but yeah so he's biggie's I producer first so as I got older, I I started respecting Biggie. And even now today, I consider Biggie like the best rapper at just like rapping to me. Like he can just kind of rap, even though I kind of been getting away from that because he's very freestyly kind of he's like really like a, a real old school MC block rapper. Like the way he raps, it sounds like a freestyle and shit like Nitro, 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 Nitro. Like, you know what I mean? Like he does that. <laughs> but um. I like I just think that I've always thought Tupac was better. Um just more diverse to me. Um, but Biggie's great, but Tupac to me is better for stuff that's more than music. Like his image, his swag. Um, sometimes he can he'll talk about life and a little bit of like um societal problems and shit like that. And he just had more swag. But I think that's why Tupac is considered better to people now. Oh, say you were always a Tupac guy. You you knew the truth. When we were growing up and we were having these convos, it felt like I was in the heavy minority when we were rapping about this on the highway and in Lorton. Do you recall it the same way or was it more balanced to your memory? Uh, you were definitely heavy biggie. No, I mean, but was I in the minority? Like, wasn't wasn't it always? Yeah, it was a lot more people that was. But Tupac, right? Yeah, yeah, it was always more Pac than Biggie, I guess, because niggas would say Biggie only had two projects, so it wasn't like they were good, they were great, but it wasn't like it just wasn't better than Pac to some, because I guess Pac had more. So I mean, but. I mean, Pac's always been my favorite. He be, he has, you know, the conscious rap kind of type vibe going on on his end. He talks about anything from kids leaving their, you know, babies, Brenda's got a baby, to hey, dear mama, to all eyes on me, picture me rolling, to shit like hit him up. I mean... That nigga got a song for every situation. Checkout time, that joint goes in. Fucking yeah, we gotta go right yeah. now. Yeah, that joint's hard. Yeah, he had, and even like the songs that we didn't, that I didn't like so much as a kid, 
growing up older and listening to them now, like check out time, them songs will be going, bro. Them songs is just like situational type tracks. So yeah, they, they, that song is hard. You're right. Yeah, that's so yeah. Man. And like you said, his deeper content that does display his versatility. Biggie in two albums, he tried to paint himself as this super gangster drug dealing kingpin. That was also a player while Tupac had more humanity. Yeah, he was the super gangster once he got on death row, but he was also a compassionate person, a thoughtful thinker who, like you said, did make a lot of songs about different things. Like one of my favorite Tupac songs is It Ain't Easy from uh, Mm -hmm. Me Against the World, where he just talks about the struggles he's going to and he sees, hey, man, am I about to go to jail? And yeah, the life of a black man in the inner city. Like, yeah, he talked about it in a that way beat that beat is horror. Yeah, it is. A lot of people aren't able to articulate ways, uh, the ways of thinking like Tupac was because he was an intelligent person. And like Jamal said, once you get into the social media imagery era even more, Tupac is going to win because Tupac, a lot of people find him to be very attractive. He had style, you know, he was the first one with Versace. He had his, you know, distinctive look with his tattoos, his nose ring. He has uh, rings and jewelry that people still try to imitate to this day. Yeah, and I saw this tweet on, I forgot on Twitter the other day. I should have saved it. Someone was like, hey, man, Tupac was Mr. Outside, okay? You have yeah. pictures of Tupac with everybody, with all the beautiful women in the 90s. I just saw a picture yeah. with him and Angela Bassett. Jim Carrey. Yeah, then you got pictures with him and Nas and Redman in New York. Easy. And then, yeah, then you have pictures with like him and a, I forgot who it was. It was like another under, oh yeah, it's a picture of like Tupac and MF Doom back in the day. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Tupac was Mr. Outside, okay? And he was a young nigga, too. Yeah, was, exactly. That's what, really, that's what really blows my mind is that the nigga Pac, we only got to listen to Pac up to, what, he was 25? Yeah, yeah but that's the difference. Tupac, you're right, Please. Tupac came out in 1992, and he died in 96. Biggie came out in 94, passed away 97. He was 24, but... They're in the same era, but Tupac is outside way more because he does more things, too, as an actor. And he's in other circles more because as an actor, I have acting friends. And then I got Jada Pinkett, who's my homie growing up. So if she goes to functions, I can pull up or she can put me on and stuff like, bro, this nigga even had he even took Rosie Perez on a date before at an award show. And he did it like as a friend. And I was like, hey, man, I know that game, Tupac. This guy was too cool. The nigga but was about to marry Quincy Jones' daughter. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Kadada. She is saying, beautiful. Quincy Jones, like, he's even intertwined well, with that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That is true. Shout even out Madonna, to... too, right? Yeah, he Madonna, dated Madonna. Man. Yeah, yeah. He he was wow. moving and grooving. And he That's has... Next. Yeah, and if you look at his interviews, his interviews... I don't think there's any rapper that has better interviews than him. Rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle. He has a lot of great clips and interviews, too. But I think Tupac, that brother was just captivating. So like Jamal said, once you come in, once you add all that stuff, 
then yeah, Biggie doesn't even come close. And it's crazy because Jay Z, when he was talking shit, he said most uh, best flows, most consistent, and my interviews are hotter. Jay Holler, like he ever yeah, yeah. That as, he used that as a t- statistical category. Yeah, I like Jay Z for that lyrical exercise because he was showing you that rap is he looked at rap as a sport and he was breaking down the categories of what he evaluates as an artist on who does it the best so shout out to jay-z for that because that is a cool way to look at music and art so uh you know as we come to the second half of the show jamal did you listen to that lancy foe back to the trap or are you just too cool for it now i listened to that noisy ass album in the gym today (laughs) Are you tired of the that producer Bally? Did all the beats sound the same to you? Yes, they did. Um, but you know, I think I'm just old and it was pretty cool in the gym. It wasn't horrible or nothing. But um I will say that the uh girls, girls, girls beat was kind of foolish. I like that. It was like it was doing stuff on the beat that I like. ADHD was cool, Coop GTS. I like Gogo Trap. That was very out there, but it was cool and like very creative. But um I think by the time, um, after a certain point, I turned it off. I'm not going to lie, because it was just like, it was just too noisy. And I'm just, when it comes to like this rage shit, and, when, and it's funny, I was right. I, I felt like he was going to go back to this sound, obviously, because of the name. I think by Mob Boss, I got out of there. because, And then I listened to a little bit of Touchdown, which was a pretty interesting beat. Nah, but, that's my jam. Ah, I just did that. Ah. Yeah, that beat was, that shit was sounding crazy. All the but, time. Yeah, I don't really. I'm just over the rage shit. Unless it sounds like what that Cardi and uh, Cardo song that you sent me. If it ain't like that, or like oh uh, man, he does it. The advanced, does it. the advanced superstar version. <laughs> Shout out to Yeet too. He took Benny X from Lancey Foe. That's why Lancey's working with Bally now. But uh, I like this project. Uh, yes, you are. That joint's a great intro. Of course, mm-hmm, the sexy red is fire. Coop GTS goes. World boss flow. That's my gen. Yeah, this this hey yeah. I basically from five from world from track five to the end. Hey, I'm good. I don't have a problem. Yeah, it was your, good. It wasn't bad. Do your pose is my favorite track. I like that. I feel like Lancey found a way to make girls enjoy rage music if they give it a chance. I don't know if they ever will, because I feel like um I feel like mm-hmm with Sexy Red should get play. I feel like that could do something. I feel like Do Your Pose goes, uh, Go Go Trap, Girls, Girls, Girls. Like, he's making rage music for girls. I don't think I've ever seen anyone try to do that, and it's tight. My boss, hey, man, that's my jam. And Ronaldinho, all the songs, yeah, Touchdown, that's his uh, best, I guess, song for the cardi fans to like but yeah i like that joint and then uh last breath that beats crazy too that's when he finally gives you his melodic michael jackson swag but now nah, I, I like this project it's only 31 minutes so it's a quick run through um compared to lancy's last album i didn't like uh what was it called i didn't like his last album as much life in hell but that was the more melodic, experimental, airy sound. This one, he's for the streets. Like you said, Jamal, it was in the title, Back to the Trap. You knew what it was. And yeah, I'm fooling with this album heavy. It's like first degree on another level, how I look at it. But Yeah, 
It is, and it's not bad at all. You know what I'm saying? It was just, I'm, a, I'm just old. I'm a definitely be playing. A, a Atlanta artist. Uh, a lot of people think he's from Atlanta because he does a lot of shows in Atlanta. He posts up in Atlanta, so you're not wrong in looking at it that way. But nah, he's from the UK. I think East London specifically. He's so. Uganda. He's from Uganda, I think. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Oh, that's the dude. Uh... Sexy Ray was talking about. Yeah, yeah, that's the song. Yeah, that he has a song with her. Mm-hmm. Lancey, Lancey. Yeah, yeah. She a song with that too. Yeah, yeah. They she does. Girls like that song. That's what I'm saying. I be seeing youngins rap her verse on TikTok. I be seeing girls like the song in person. So it's like, hey, I get it. But hey, it's all on. I might mind. play it in Brooklyn this weekend. Word. That might be like a a risk, but I'm doing it anyways. Yeah, you gotta take. Man, that's just gonna turn up the function. <laughs> yeah, and, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> what? And um, you, I feel like you can kind of like use your sexy red versus Glorilla argument just with this song right here because I feel like none of these other southern rap girls could get on that and do that. That's what I'm saying. She knows how to flow on rage beats. She's just cool. She, she really has, is. She has charisma and personality. That's why that white man, the Jets owner Woody Johnson, put on his best Air Force Ones. And got a chain just to kick it with her. He wanted to be cool with her. He got a chain? You didn't see it? No, I hey. just saw her on the sideline with Sauce Garden. Hey, man. Nah, see, Jamal, I'm about to send it to y'all in the chat. If I, I think I have the picture still. Woody Johnson, he tried to be fresh with you. I just sent it to you. Bro, sexy red. I've never seen a girl like her that every man wants to be cool with her. They want to be her friend, even old white men. That's she reminds me of the ratchet, the ratchet girl in the hood that everybody want to be cool with just because she's turned. Yeah, because she's cool. Yeah, she has yeah. fun. She'll put you on the youngins. Yeah, yeah. You know, he really got a chain for real. I thought you meant like he just had a chain on. This nigga got a, a pendant with it that says his name. <laughs> yeah, Woody, because he knows she's big sexy. He wants a Woody chain. He wanted to be <laughs> friends with her. Do you think he liked because she turned his team up or something? Like, why? Hey, man, he was happy, bro. You should have seen how he walked on her, walked down on her. He was... Relax. He wasn't trying to crease his air forces. You think he melted that shit down fast and got like his money back? Nah, I think he kept it because he wants to be cool to the other players like Robert Kraft. He's bro, niggas see Robert Kraft hanging out with all these rappers. They want that too. They want that swag. They know it helps their team. <laughs> yeah, it makes you look you cool. Saw, you saw what uh you saw what the Nuggets did with Mike Malone. They put the ice around his neck. <laughs> Yeah, they did. Uh, hey, Osei, why do why do why do black athletes like putting jewelry on white men? Like I remember Minnesota did that to Kirk Cousins too when they won. Oh, what yeah, do you think that's did. about? I don't know, but they love it. They try to act like they don't like it, but them niggas love when niggas put the ice on their neck. Them niggas, <laughs> it's like they turn into a whole different person. They got a whole new persona with the ice on. We've had a conversation about this before in our group chat, like. Remember when I kept showing y'all pictures of rappers giving Ed Sheeran their chain to put on them? I'm like, hey, man, <laughs> this is weird to me. I don't understand it. <laughs> well, Woody, Woody Johnson don't know how to walk in the Air Force Ones for real. That's funny. Yeah, he's an old man. He don't know. He really got fresh Air Force Ones. Actually, clean. <laughs> he had Just Air Force Ones with this fit. Yeah, he had all whites on, man. Come on, you know it. With, with the, the green fit? check. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah they have to, a green check. He has to look good for sexy red, man. That is fun. He got his shirt tucked in still. Uh. Of course. He has to keep it classy. He's old he's, school. He's old, man. He's old school? <laughs> yeah. He really, he really implemented, like, new drip with his swag. 
<laughs> well, he he found her. He gave her a pound. He got her yeah, How man. old do y'all think Woody Johnson is? He's 75 at least. I was going to say 65. 76. Damn. This nigga pounded her. And do you know this brother is the heir to Johnson & Johnson? No, <laughs> oh I didn't know that. And did y'all know that he worked in he worked for the government under President Trump? He was the ambassador to the United Kingdom for America. And this is how he's moving. Wow. I thought that Shit. Johnson & Johnson was... I ain't even going to say what I thought. You thought it was black people? You silly nigga. <laughs> I came up. How did you know? Hey man, how did you know, man? I can't I believe Bob I, Johnson. I to, hey man, I had to call you a hard R because you think they'll let black people own? They had COVID shots. You think they'll let black people have COVID oh. shots? Hey man, I, I got the Bob Johnson. Johnson. Shot. I thought I Bob Johnson, Johnson had something and, to do with that. Hey man, I got the Johnson and Johnson shot. Okay, hey man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for calling you a hard R, man. I'm sorry if that gets me canceled, but that guy just ticked me off with that. That's hilarious. I thought Bob Johnson had something to do with it. Nah, he don't, man. He don't do shit, man. He don't. He always fumbling. <laughs> He's rich, though, so I can't say nothing. Yeah, good for him, babe. It's, and, and Woody Johnson has more money than him. So. I can't believe Woody what Johnson God, did Why? He Why said, I can't that, believe uh, it. Why is it that Sexy Red is gravitating toward all these different audiences and Gorilla hasn't. I think it might... I don't know. Is I don't think it's Gotti, fair to... Is it because Gotti is backing her? No, I don't think it's... Nah, I don't even think it's fair to always single out Glorilla. I'm just saying... Lotto. I'm just saying, in general, Osei, Jamal, I've never seen a female rapper that all the men want to be friends with they want to be cool with her. Drake and 21 let her open the tour for them. Dr uh, Dirk is hanging out with her. They have the Hellcats and SRT's remix. I think it's going to be on the deluxe of her project. Ty, the creator, wants to wants to do that, uh, her signature pose with her. Like, niggas like her. And then we just seen Woody Johnson walk out, walk down with her. Sauce Gardner inviting her to like, bro. She's on Monday Night Football with a with a money phone. Relax. Yeah, for real. That's, that's what, what I'm saying. saying. She's she's next. She's, she was at the VMAs. Yeah, she was at the VMAs earlier this week. Like, her rise is crazy, and like, uh, Ice Spice, for example, has a crazy rise too. That she's on a Dunkin' Donuts commercial with Ben Affleck, but you can tell the difference. People don't respect Ice Spice's music. People respect yeah. Sexy Red's music. That's what I'm saying. And I think with Glorilla, she's talented, but maybe she hasn't been able to connect to the masses with it's her. That God, it's that it's that Gotti shit, man. Maybe, but Gaudi, I just man. I just feel like Sexy Red has charisma and personality that people like, and, and it's the first time people have liked it like this since Cardi B. And Sexy works with Juicy J. See, Glorilla picked the wrong Memphis. I mean, she only has like two Juicy J beats. Tay Keith is her real Memphis friend. But still, that's more of the three six sound. Yo, Gotti don't really got a signature sound. I mean, what art? A lot of artists don't today because I'm just, just saying for Memphis. When it, when it comes to Memphis, I remember on Moneybag Yo's recent album, he did like a three six type of song on it. But like, yeah, like if you if you if it's coming down to Memphis, bro, you got to fuck with Hypnotize Minds. Can't fuck with CMG. Why you yeah. say it like that, man? I mean, Yo Gotti's more of the drummer boy style, which isn't bad, but 
Yeah, like you gotta fuck with you gotta fuck with the juice, man. Hey man, it is what it is. Shout out to Meg the Stallion. She always works with Juicy J. I do like that about Meg the Stallion that she seems to be real rooted in what she likes, and she's gonna fool with the people that she respects more than what's hot. Cause I'm sure a label would probably be like, oh, why you want Juicy J beats? But hey, she's fooling with it. I don't know if she's ever made a hit with Juicy J, but hey, I like that they're friends. Oh, yeah, didn't he do that Hot Girl Summer beat? No. I think he did. He might have did. It might have hurt. <laughs> that song stinks. <laughs> yeah, it does stink. <laughs> and I think people aren't nervous around Sexy Red because she admits that she had, like, STDs and stuff, and she's kind of, like, looks She's a just so ugly. fun. She's just way more fun. And I think... She gets more love from uh, the others because she's from St. Louis too. Like that's a white, that's a pretty strong white town. <laughs> black as hell, there. Yeah, it is black as uh, hell too. It is now. black as hell, but you know, <laughs> I've been there, man. The St. Louis <laughs> is grungy, boy. Hey, man, there's white the people beer. everywhere. I've been man. known for beer or some shit out there. Anheuser Busch, yeah, that's Milwaukee. the outs. Nah, he's talking about yeah, Anheuser Busch is in Missouri. Yeah, you're right. But that's the outskirts. Yeah. That's not St. Louis. St. Louis black as hell. Yeah. <laughs> nah, St. Louis is definitely the trench. It is white, though, too. Of course, of course but... it's very white. Like, if you look at the, I think, uh, if you look at the percentages, I think it's uh, pretty close, though. Like, uh, white people are 43%. Black people are, like, 46%. So, Yeah. <laughs> About the same. Yeah. You're going to see a lot of ratchet white people, a lot of gutter white motherfuckers in St. Louis. For and sure. I, and Sexy Red's voice is, to me, is just better. She can do more. Like, I'm looking for the hug. Like, yeah. shit like that. Like, Glorilla can't do that because she always rap like this and shit. Yeah, that <laughs> is true. Sexy Red has more uh, diversity in her flow and wordplay, like Gucci, man. And she has yeah, a whole. Man, she I got a cool ad Yeah, she da- like Gucci man. Joint. You like my voice? Like, yeah, exactly. On, she, she has Sick. style. She it's has. Sexy. She stop, bro. What girl has ad libs like her? That's why. That's why I be saying she's Gucci. I like when she does the foul. You that should be. Oh yeah, hey man, she be she be going. It's sexy. Yeah, that ad lib be hitting. Hey, Amen. <laughs> ah, it's funny we're such sexy red fans. Hey, Amen. It is what it is. We respect women artists out here, man. So you put her above Lotto? Yeah. Yeah. Me too. And And yeah, the Hot Girl Summer beat, by the way, guys, real quick, is Bone Collector, Juicy J, Crazy Mike, and Saeed Hossein. So yeah, that is a hit, I guess, Juicy J produced for. And you like uh, Sexy Red more than Ice Spice? Yeah, Sexy Red is the best female rapper right now. Yeah. Cardi killed that. Put it on the floor remix, though. Yeah, she did. What I about the new that. joint? Um, I'm trying to fuck. Point me to the sluts. <laughs> oh, hood rats. The uh, Fendi the rapper. Oh, that I'll girl from peel. Chicago. Boy, even drill. Yeah. Yeah, I'm cool. Then. Yeah, she's like a female. Didn't, uh, sexy, just do a joint with Lotto. So, uh, yeah, video. yeah, for the yeah for nudie the peaches and eggplants remix, yeah. 
And I hey, listen to, listen to Sexy Red. She be <laughs> it's funny. Shout out to uh Devin, man. You know, you already know Devin uh Jamal, uh Anthony's cousin, of course. We were mm-hmm. kicking it the other day and he played the video. He was like, Hey man, watch Sexy Red's verse because she let off the song. And I was like, Yeah, that's hilarious. She was going in. <laughs> Yeah, man. Sexy Red is funny. And yeah, man, the streets love her. I don't know if she's ever going to be able to do like a mainstream feature, like how Ice Spice could work with Taylor Swift. She's too ratchet to do that. But maybe not. Hey, Future did a song with Taylor Swift. Why can't Sexy Red one day? And she do need it, man. The more people you work with on that level, the more money you make, the more eyes are on you, man. That's why they do it. We'll see. We'll see. see I can see it happening. I can see it happening. And to show you guys how much women have been dominating rap, did you guys know that Doja Cat Paint the Town Red is the first rap number one on Billboard since Nicki Minaj last year with Super Freaky Girl? I heard about it. Yeah, so girls are the only ones making number ones in rap. And this year, Lotto was on the number one rap song or on the number one song in America. But it was like on a K-pop joint. So, yeah, shout out to the ladies, man. They dominating rap right now. Are you... <laughs> For sure. Are y'all looking forward to uh, Nas's album on Friday, Magic 3? Nas turns 50 tomorrow on the 14th. And then his sixth album with Hit Boy drops the day after his 50th birthday. That's the end of their partnership for now do you guys care about this album hold on one last thing one last thing real quick oh yeah go ahead um this girl i went on a date with a few weeks ago she uh brought up randomly a few days ago she was like yo our first date was so lit we did this we did that and then she said even uh when you was playing sexy red on the way home that that was like a highlight of the date to her Hey man, she runs the game. I know the truth, man. Hey. <laughs> I just thought about that. That's crazy. I knew why I had to just know. Hey, I knew when I had to get on that sexy red bandwagon when I saw how it had the streets moving. Yes. All right, but yeah, uh Nas album. Um, uh, I'm not really like excited or looking forward, but did you ever I even listen good. to Magic 2? I think so. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, you don't remember. <laughs> that means it wasn't yeah, yet. Oh, say, did you listen to Magic 2? I don't remember. I think I might have. Did I listen to it with you? I don't know. Nah, you didn't listen to it with me. That came out in July, man. The, the, it came out the same day as Babyface Ray. Oh, I remember. I tried. It, I tried to, but that. It was too nah. boring, right? Yeah. Yeah, especially what? when your what? Uncle 50 Cent sold on his verse. That waste of time. Oh, yeah. that That's the John 50 was on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So it was very, very low, bro. I ain't yeah. <laughs> the last the last Nas joint I heard was what was that joint? The joint that I actually liked, which came out what shit, like three years ago. Which King's one? Disease? The first King's Disease? Yeah, yeah. Or was it the second one? The orange with the orange uh background cover? They kind of both had similar covers in that way, but yeah, uh King's Disease. The one with, you know, the vibes, I guess. Yeah, King's Disease is the, uh, oh, the vibes. That's probably the first one. Because King's Disease uh, 2 is with his face on it, but that's red and orange. And then the first one is kind of red, but it's like the old school imagery. 
Yeah, so I think um I like King's Disease 3 from last year a lot. And then I like Magic even more. Magic from uh, December 2021. That was my favorite Nas project. It's probably since Life is Good. And uh, even you can say King's Disease 3, I think that's the best of the trilogy. But you just dropped Magic 2 two months ago, and that was mid. So I'm not excited for Magic 3. I'm like, why the hell did you even drop Magic 2 if you're going to drop another album two months later? He's really moving like future. It's hilarious. And he's 50 or he turns 50 soon. That is cool, though, that he's still inspired to work this hard when you don't have to. Is there any older artists that you're looking forward to hearing their music this year? Like I know Gucci is putting out an album. Oh, say, do you need that in your life? Nah, but that new single he dropped was good. Now it's really real. I fuck with that joint. That 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 brought back old vintage Gucci. I mean, after hearing that song, I'm actually kind of I am going to I'm, I'm gonna say I'm actually looking forward to hearing it because that song brought back the old Gucci feel that I thought would never come back mm. from him doing songs anymore because you know he's just old and washed and a married man now. But <laughs> that that new that new joint, I, I fuck with it. So I'll give it I'll give it a shot. True. True. Now, before we go, Jamal, you said something was shaking up DJ Twitter. And I feel like something is always shaking up DJ Twitter because you guys are always having conversations about what's going on with the social scenes around America. But what's the latest on DJ Twitter? So uh, a DMV legend, a young OG named DJ Bree Mafia, who I have a lot of respect for. And who's a very big inspirational person because she just does shit in such a boss way. Shout out Trilla K as well. Um, she said that never ever will she ever want to hear in the club, actually in the club. And she's making fun of people for playing that in 2023 because Bree Mafia is all about playing new music and local music. That's like her niche. And she wants to highlight, I ain't gonna say all about, but she likes to highlight current music and local music. So she basically was going on in the club and she was saying like she knows it was popular and had commercial success, but nobody want to hear that shit. And I understand where she's coming from, but um, you know, I'm I'm like, well, basically that's what got people turned up. So do you guys want to hear in the club when you guys are out? I know I really don't. I only play it as a DJ when like old people are around or if it's somebody's birthday and I'm only I only want to play Ghost Shardy at your birthday and we getting out of there in the next like 30 seconds. But do y'all want to hear that shit when y'all out? I know that's your jam, Dan. That's one of your favorite songs of all time. It's one of my favorite beats of all time. I don't really care about the actual song as much, even though it is well-written. 50 Cent's one of the best songwriters ever. And you could argue he's the greatest uh, chorus writer in hip-hop history. So the song is written well, but I just love that beat. That beat's hard, boy. <laughs> you hear them claps? You hear, you hear them DJ dum, quick claps? Dum, dum, dum. How old Man. is this girl talking about this shit is whack? Ooh, she's she's is 30. 30. She's our, she's a part of our generation. She's she a fucking She's a fucking hater, bro. She's not a hater. It's just her opinion. You millennials think if people disagree, you're a hater. That's wrong. No, nah, but like, she wasn't saying that shit when that song came out. Cause she was ten, she nigga. Was, she was ten. 
She the wasn't hell? saying that. She, she was nine. Who cares? She wasn't saying that going up. That's two decades ago. That's her point. She, she said she, she said in 2023, and hey, some people she maybe she never rated the song. Who cares? <laughs> you getting offended because a girl don't like a 50 cent song? No, nah, I'm just trying to understand like where the disliking for the song came from. If you don't like that song, then don't like anything from that era. She also said when she's out, um, she was like, she was kind of making fun of DJs who play Diddy, Jay-Z, and T-Pain. She was saying, get that shit out of here, too. Yeah, she don't want to hear old shit no more, and I respect that. I think what I respect her mindset because DJing and journalism is, they have a lot in common. Everyone is, how I look at it in any ways, everyone is supposed to have a niche. If everyone's doing the same thing, then the art form doesn't advance. The genius of niches is that everybody can eat doing specific things. I'm from Northern Virginia, for example. If I wanted to pop off in journalism, the smarter thing to do would to folk would to be to focus on local things, which makes it national eventually, if a local team eventually becomes a great team. That's what a lot of bloggers and journalists that we know, like, for example, Stephen A. Smith. The reason why Stephen A. Smith became hot is because what? He was covering Allen Iverson at his peak. And Allen Iverson is one of the most culturally relevant art, uh, athletes of all time. Or there's a journalist, Marcus Thompson. He's from Oakland. He became known around the country when the Warriors blew up. So I can understand her aspect in terms of if I'm a DJ, I'm going to try to focus on local music and current music because y'all, Jamal, you know, a DJ, niggas can play, the, everybody can play the same song. So what makes the DJ unique? You know, if everyone's playing the same things, it's about your song selection, your mixing, your transitions. But I can, I respect her aspect on that because I don't want to go hear old school music when I go out. So I, I, I respect that. Like, oh, say when you step out, do you want to hear an old school set? I wouldn't mind hearing uh, Montel Jordan. This is how we do it. Hey, man, I feel like you could sure. go to every white bar in America, man. Hey, man. That's what she's saying. That's exactly what she's saying. She was saying a lot of people like white stuff. That now, is, hey, man. <laughs> Now me, I I want to hear new shit, but I also want to I like old shit too, because you know I be in New York and shit. So if somebody plays no more shopping sprees, you know, I'm gonna definitely body rocking to that. You know what I'm saying? Like, what is this what does this girl want to listen to? All Rager. No, I ain't gonna say all Rager, but she likes a lot of new trap shit. She focuses on trap, new, like she wanna hear sexy red. She wants to hear she plays like uh remember one time me and uh, Derek went to one of her joints and she played Yeah by Nudie. We got excited because we don't be hearing that shit out. Look what that money make a bitch do. That's ain't cranks. I mean, but... I kind of, I guess I kind of understand her because it do be some songs like, brush. she should be, it should be like a deeper conversation about what needs to be played in the clubs. Because clubs, the songs that be played in the clubs, sometimes those songs don't need to be played in the clubs. And then there be songs like on mixtapes and street songs that should be played in the clubs that never get played in the clubs. So... You know what gets played in the club? Whatever the DJ wants and whatever the people react to. That's the point. DJing has now 
and a lot of where, where you're DJing at too, though, because some clubs, some DJs I know they be wanting to put other songs on in the club, but it's just not like the type of song to play at the at that club at that time. I don't know, but you like, never know. They just That's be my playing point. mainstream shit. A lot it's, of them be playing mainstream. Yeah, shit. Yeah, they play mainstream shit because they know, oh, this is already successful. So hey, people are already programmed to like it. So they should like it, but that's the thing. The job of a DJ in certain aspects, how I look at it, is to put people on. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but you have to be willing to take the risk. And I'm not saying, oh, you're supposed to play all shit that people don't know, but I'm saying not. There's DJs that, hey, every once in a while, I'll try to mix this song in that I think works and should be bigger with the other shit that doesn't mean it'll work all the time but yeah you do got to take the risk like jamal saying that he's gonna try to play mm -hmm, when he goes to brooklyn hey i think that's a risk willing to take and if it doesn't work that nigga's not lost he'll be able to transition into something that i know the crowd will fuck with but you got to take the risk if you don't if you want people to expand their palettes and music it's the DJs that's supposed to help us. Yeah. For sure. That's what hip-hop was. Hip-hop was what? DJs played break beats, and it, that's what people danced to. And then the kids and the producers realized, oh, this is what niggas dance to? We're going to sample that and make songs. If the DJs didn't experiment with the break beats and they just kept playing disco and whatever was hot on the radio, then we wouldn't even have hip-hop. So hip-hop, for example, is an art form that the DJs created what was cool, and then we reacted to it and embraced it. Other genres aren't the same, and Jamal doesn't only do rap music. He plays all type of music. So I don't know how those genres are with the DJ culture. Like That's why I like to joke and say Jamal does body popping music he loves body popping music because we know electronic music dance music is dominated by the djs they curate what's cool they produce a lot of their own shit so that's why i look at it like hey i respect brie mafia's position yeah like oh say like you said there is a place for the old school songs to exist jamal you said it too you want to hear rough ends and a function there is a space for it but i think we got to embrace the new, too, because if we want shit to advance, we got to see what's going on now. Like, do y'all think she would allow Laffy Taffy? It's funny. Trilla K, when she was at Something in the Water, they was rocking hard to Bet You Can't Do It Like Me. Yeah, that shit hard. <laughs> that shit, that shit goes, though. Bet You Can't Do It Like Me? No. Yeah, they had a video of them rocking to that shit. So. Yeah, because that's a, that's a dance beat that's hard, bruh. But yeah, hey, but man. she would probably not like Laffy Taffy. I don't want to hear no damn Laffy Taffy in the club. Maybe. I think she doesn't really like traditional stuff. I think she likes southern things, southern based rap music. She's a DJ too. She's a DJ, and she's like she curates her own events. She works with a lot. She put me on the Paco Panama. Her and Trilla K. That's how I found about Paco Panama. Like Word. her and Trilla K. Put me onto so much stuff. Like period, especially in the DMV, they put me onto the local artists. She has like she run, does her own showcases where 
all the artists perform and she DJs like she she's from around here. She's from Delaware, but she's in I think she whoa Delaware. But, yeah, people were talking about that on Twitter too. But like she's hey young gurus too. from Delaware too, man. Don't worry about it. I no, must love the Delaware. That's where uh Bob Marley came and lived at when he first came to America. He lived in Delaware, Brown Town. I mean Delaware. I'm, you said he lived in Pound Town? Brown Town. <laughs> <laughs> Brown town, not pounds. <laughs> I have my opinions on Delaware, but basically, I I look at what DJ Bree Mafia and DJ Trilla K. Hey, don't say that and go away from that. Do you look Boy, at Delaware say, like? What yeah. your, what, what Do you look at Delaware like it? how Draco the Ruler looked at Arkansas? Yeah, I want to hear your. I want to hear your opinion on Delaware. I mean, I met some cool people at NSU from Delaware. It was cool as shit. You know, shout out to them. I forgot their names. You remember the brothers from Delaware? Yeah, oh, Delaware is cool, man. Name. Shout out to Wilmington. Shout out to Dover. You know how we get down. But you know, I just I don't know. You know, it's Delaware. Like I heard they have nice beaches, but I when I drive through it, they I'm do. Like, I be yeah, like, get me the bit. fuck out of here. When I be driving through it, I'm like, get me the fuck out of here, please, hurry up. But um. Yeah, Trilla K and Brie Mafia, like, I like, they're like, they have, like, their finger on the pulse of shit. So, like, they're people, they're two girls, two ladies that I, like, kind of see what they doing and, like, you know what I mean? So, I got a lot of respect for them, honestly. But, and, um, you know, they're not similar. Like, they both like the cool trap shit. Trilla K can get a little different. And then there's another DJ named DJ Bass. I like following women DJs, and which is another thing that Brie Mafia Talks about she be she hates all male line of DJs. She feel like niggas don't know what's going on. They don't know how to bring out the hoes. She feels like they only play shit to like cater to like their own man shit. And she be like, y'all niggas need to pay attention to what we doing. We be bringing out the hoes. So I always pay attention to like women DJs because they women like good music and I like women and I like to play music that women enjoy. Like I cater to women when I DJ. I don't care about niggas at all. So. I think all oh, DJs that are good should cater to women because women want to dance, or they used to anyways before the phone culture. But women will dance, and men will try to look cool and dance with the women. So you got to cater for the women. You got to make them want to move. But um, she took a lot of heat on Twitter. She's still taking heat. She actually um was bartending at a bar tonight, and she had the ox cord, and she went on live and played nothing but 50 Cent and took requests all night tonight. Wow. <laughs> She's hilarious. She's a sicko. Wait, wait till 50 get a hold of her. Uh, That's what people were saying. <laughs> wait till 50 get a hold of her. Sickos. Is that chain real? Speaking Dude. of 50, are we even going to the concert next week? No, right? Yeah, fuck yeah, it, right? We're going. We're going, right? I'm going. I'm going. I'm gonna pull up a my Lamar Jackson jersey. Yeah, I gotta get up with Sam, man, because I don't know why niggas mm-hmm. taking so long to order tickets. I know we getting them in the bundle, but are we? Hey, man, what if they don't want to go in anymore? That's why there's no motion. <laughs> nah, 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 niggas. I know D'Lo, Brendan, they definitely want to go. So yeah. they might have yeah, got yeah, their ticket Sam already, too. man. Have you? Have, when's think, the last time you rapped to him went. about it? I don't even think Sam went to the Jonah Manasseh, so he definitely. I mean, Sam's the one that told me niggas is trying to get it as a bundle so that it's cheaper. So if they want to save their bread, niggas got to hit us up. I'm going to hit them up today. I'm going to hit them up tomorrow. I mean, I'm going to hit them up tomorrow. 
Word, I'm I... definitely going. I'm going. I'm not missing that. Oh, is it? I'm going. Yeah, I was about to say, hey, man, you went to New York to go watch Gunna. I think you can drive an hour out to go see your favorite oh, artist yeah, of course. all time. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. I'm not missing that. <laughs> all right, man. Like I said, I'm down to go. Y'all just let me know. You know what I'm saying? I never seen 50 before at a show, so. I wish, I wish it was the fucking first run, man. The fucking when he first dropped, because I was watching old videos, I was like, "Damn, them shows look too lit compared to this John." I was like, "Damn." Yeah, phone culture. Kind of made me not even want to go. Kind of made me not want to go to this joint, but oh well. It ain't gonna be shit. Ain't gonna be lit like it used to be because we 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 live on our phones now. We don't live outside anymore. And because it's twenty goddamn years later. That's why. Yeah, because we yeah because twenty years yeah. later yeah we had cell phones in two thousand three they weren't powerful though we didn't have Wi Fi we were still and on dial up no, twenty years ago no because no it's not bucket. new it's old now there's no yeah. buck in uh, banks too so and we yeah. didn't have camera phones yeah I don't want to I don't care about young Buck and Lloyd Bay I mean I'm not a fifty cent fan for real back then I'm, though I'm just going to. Jamal will tell you when they were G Unit boys, I wasn't really bumping it. I was, I respected it. I like Fifty Cent, but I was listening to College Dropout more. You know me. I <laughs> yeah, I was listening to Kanye more. That's Kanye's the truth, still my brother. I was saying like how Dan don't really. But that's my point. Kanye's yeah. still one of my favorite artists. Twenty years later, the niggas that I fucked with that I was a kid, I still listen to Nas twenty years later. That's what I'm saying. That's why. I, I don't look at it like I changed. The same niggas I listened to when I was a kid, when y'all called me conscious, I still listen to them today. Common is about to put out an album with P-Rock. I'm looking forward to it. I still listen to the same shit. I just listen to other shit too. More other shit. Like Damn when I was a little kid, I didn't listen to Ghanaian music when I was a little kid. But now I do. Because they're better yeah, now. Yeah, they're better now. Shout out to Amare. Shout out to Black Sheriff. Shout out to Darko Vibes, Lameem Gang. I found that uh, Darko Vibes crew, Lameem Gang, put out a tape in uh, March or something like that. So I'm going to check it out. Uh, so, yeah, man. I'm still fooling with who I fool with. I was thinking about who my favorite artist. Oh, yeah. Before we go, I got to shout out Genesis Owusu. His Struggler album is fire. I think I referenced it a couple weeks ago, saying that I was going to listen to it. It's a dope uh, concept album about a roach trying to avoid getting crushed by God. It's an alternative rap album. It's a lot of melodic shit, uh, nice harmonies, live instrumentation. He kind of reminds me of a mixture of Nerd with Toro Imoy with uh Khalees vibes like hey man this album is hard but yeah I remember I tried to make Osei listen to Genesis Sawusu before he wasn't feeling it he ain't into yeah. that alternative shit but hey that's what I'm saying I still listen to the same shit is that the one that be with no that's Toby and Nigua Nigua never mind yeah I don't really listen to him but salute to him he 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 makes good videos and he man, likes not a real Dan Flex not a real like street dream a lot. Yeah, I'm Dan not, not a real street nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not a street really nigga. Like he never, I've never really been arrested me. before. I'm relaxed. He always like all that college dropout conscious yeah. stuff, 
And that's why until he went to HBCU, he started listening to Gucci. And I'm so relaxed. I've never been arrested. I know. I think I'm. I might be one of my only homies that's never been arrested. That's how relaxed I am. I'm that suburban. I'm not a street nigga. I've never been arrested, but I've been in handcuffs. Hey, man. God bless America. You never been. You've been detained. Yeah. (laughs) Whoa, detained. He had to bring out the big words. Yeah, I've been detained. Hey, I've been in handcuffs before, but that was some sex shit, you know. Sex was, shit. Yeah, yeah, man. You oh, gotta get oh. active. Whoa, you let a woman handcuff you? Yeah, man. That's scary. I'll never do that. Hey, man, I trusted her, man, and I'm still okay. I handcuffed women, but I ain't getting handcuffed. You got me fucked up. Hey, man. Yeah, man. Mrs. Officer. Wee, wee, wee. Yeah, I've been detained. I was talking a lot of shit, too. All right, man. Hey. A lot of shit. They call me Birdman and J Rock. All right. Uh, they did. Oh, yeah. Oh, say, did you know that Jamal's trying to steal a girl's nickname? What? Yeah, What's there's out? a girl on Twitter from Maryland called Jiggy J, and now Jamal wants to take her nickname. <laughs> That's, That's nasty, name. right? That's disgusting, bro. That's my name. <laughs> I'm Jiggy J. Jiggy J? Yeah. Oh, man. Or Jay oh, Jiggy, it don't matter. That nigga, yeah, I can't. Yeah, he's trying to steal a girl's name. Jiggy, That's J- crazy. J- Jiggy, it don't matter. It's all the same. Whoa, you know what I'm saying? Jiggy J J Jiggy. By the way, guys, Yeet and Drake are supposed to be putting out a song tonight too for Drake's, I guess, merch with Nike. So maybe Drake can make girls like Rage music. Is that the slime picture? No, that's the song with him in Scissor. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so hey, be on the lookout for that. But hey, this been I forgot. fun. What he's dropped? Hold on. Oh, never mind. That's next week. Damn it! I thought he was dropping all the dogs this weekend. I was about nah. to get excited. Nope, next week, man. Next Don't week. worry about it. I won't be in New York. Damn. Yeah, you'll be in New York for Nas Magic Three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, Bob. Hey, Bob. Mm. Hey, man. <laughs> And I was definitely listening to Gucci Man in high school, by the way. Osei's my best friend. And Gucci, at that time, was his favorite artist. That nigga made me respect Gucci Man. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I remember, uh, y'all remember yeah, Wu-Tang? that damn Jeezy shit. I'm like, nigga. And now I was right, though. I was right. You said it. You said you should have listened to Young Jeezy more. He would have been a better role model for you. You said I was right. No, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, Young Jeezy. Corporate thugs, man. We do work. Yeah, we go to school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, hey, we do our taxes. That's the life we should have been. Not not junkies. Don't y'all remember the old? Don't y'all remember the old ten seventeen where even Wu the Kid would have cool verses? No, Bro, one of I, I don't remember Wu the Kid's cool verses. Yes, remember he had cool ad libs and shit. Yeah, Marv Albert. Yeah, Marv Albert should. I do like a Frenchie's hook on Sun Valley. I like that. Frenchie used to do his thing too. Yeah, but I never cared about their verses. They were the they used to waste friend, time. I had a friend I was trying to fund a, a rap career, and he used to have those niggas as, as features on their tracks. That's when I knew they was done. When my man told me that he was paying these niggas for features, I was like, damn, them niggas is just getting bags now. They ain't even <laughs> trying. They ain't even trying to uphold their street reputation because the, my boys, they're not real street niggas for real. They was like kind of actors and shit. Kind of actors. <laughs> yeah, they, they were they were actors. Or yeah, the life of Northern Virginia, man. You know it. 
and trying to live a life. I mean, they're from up north, bro. So I don't even know. Oh, New Yorkers, Pennsylvanians. Oh, okay. So, yeah, they. That's where. Uh, yeah, that's where they were repping. They were representing Pittsburgh when they were doing mm. songs with Woo the Kid and all them niggas. <laughs> I was um, like, bro, don't don't think. I was like, don't think you you on now because you're doing songs with Woo the Kid and, <laughs> and, and them because them niggas. Now, tell wild. them what year it was. This was 2000. Hmm. This is between 2012 and 16. Mm, they were they were out of there by then. <laughs> yeah, they were done. Yeah, they was definitely. I think it was like 2016 for. Oh real. my god! Yeah. <laughs> no, it was like 20. It was like 20. Yeah, it was like 20. It was around that time, man. 2012, That's 2016. That's nasty. Yeah, so done. they were working. They were working with. <laughs> Frenchie and Woody Kid when uh, Dirty Sprite 2 was out. Hey, man. <laughs> and, and then they, at that same time, he was working with Alley Boy. Hey, man. He was cooked by he then, too. Watching, yeah, he was done. <laughs> niggas was cooked. I was like, yeah, bro. Them niggas, them niggas trying to survive. Oh, man. Taking money, taking money from y'all <laughs> and doing songs with y'all. Y'all niggas ain't a good look. But. Frenchie was trying to last for a minute because they were they're more they're more Queens niggas. So I would see them on some New York shit a lot. Man, Frenchie got oh, locked man. up for doing the robbery. He got locked up for hitting the lick on on the nigga for I think a hundred bands. And that means he didn't have money. Yeah. Yeah, that was recent. You don't do that shit like that. <laughs> didn't they Not say with six other niggas? I think that... he was with six other niggas Hold too. On. I know Wu the kid is Waka's big brother. Frenchie isn't related to them, right? Nah, he's just from Queens. Okay, he's just their homie from Queens. Okay, I was about to say, hey, man. Well, I thought he was. Nah, Woo the Kid, I know that's Waka's big brother. They look like they got them eyes. Shout out to their mom. And Woo the Kid was on I'm a Dog. He killed that song. I don't remember what he did. I Me. didn't even know he was on that song. <laughs> I oh, mean, shirt was... off, shirt off, shirt off. Oh, yeah, yeah, I I shirt yeah. off and all the holes got. Yeah, I don't know what them boys said on that. Yeah, song. I don't remember either. Though, yeah, so I'm saying, hey, man, they never, they never did nothing good for me. What? I just remember liking them. I just, I just, I just yeah, niggas just waited for OJ and Walker. Yeah. All right, man, this has been real fun. Before we go, one quick question: Have y'all ever heard of a guy named Peso Pluma? No. Uh, okay, he's one of the biggest artists in the world right now. He's from Mexico. And he's a street, he's a street artist. He really talks that talk, okay? He has a song called Siempre Pendites. And that is a song where he rap he raps and sings from the perspective of a member of the Sinaloa cartel, which El Chapo belongs to. Mm. And, be, and because he's repping for El Chapo that hard, other cartels in Mexico are mad. So they're trying to b- ban him from coming to a show in October. Uh, specifically, they said, this is for you, Peso Pluma. Abstain from performing on October 14th because it'll be your last performance because you're disrespectful with your loose tongue. Show up and we will fuck you up. And that was written by the Jalisco New Generation Cartel. So, yeah, the cartel don't like how he's moving. Ripping for El Chapo. That's real street shit. See? So is this are they saying don't perform in Mexico or don't perform in America? Yeah, he has a show and he's performing at a festival in New Mexico. Yeah, he shouldn't because um they will kill him. 
Well, he's from Mexico. He knows the lifestyle. He knows the life he chose when he rep when he's represent for Sinaloa. He knows what he's doing. I heard that El Chapo is not even the head of the gang, though. He's just under the the real head of the gang. So that might be a reason why niggas got mad because you know they trying to make El Chapo look bigger than he actually really is. Now El Chapo is the boss of Sinaloa. Sinaloa is his cartel. That's what he built up. He was he was given the duties to operate it, but it's not his. He's not in charge of it. It's yeah, some other nigga that's in charge of the job. The nigga, the nigga that he took over, he got whacked. That's why El Chapo was able to take it over. I thought it was somebody else, some other Spanish. Nah, really if you look, at, nah, the founders of the Sinaloa cartel is El Chapo, Ishmael Zambada Garcia, Hector Palma Salazar. And Juan Jose Araspazoga Moreno. Sorry if I, I said this. Nah, it's the core four. The original, the real original one was a nigga named Pedro Aviles Perez. He's the real original one. And then when he faded away, that's when El Chapo's generation took over. Because Pedro Alvarez got killed by the police in 1978. The Sinaloa cartel started in 1987. That's what I'm saying. They were kids when he got killed. And then when they grew up, that's when they started the new regime in the area. That's when El Chapo started to take over. Yeah. But hey, that's enough for another day. Shout out to Hey, Narcos. cartels, I don't want no smoke, please. Oh, no, nah, we good. We good gentlemen from from america man don't bother us we're american citizens you you they don't you give touch a fuck. us yeah yeah you're right <laughs> them niggas are the, some of the most scariest niggas on the planet yeah um, no smoke with none of them at all whoa y'all yeah. got a nice payday holla chingo blink whoa hey, hey nah chingo bling help uh the Sick. real ot mexican ot help yeah oh yeah you know the mexican the bit little uh the mexican the baby yeah <laughs> That's how he raps. Hey, well, I'll let y'all next week. Y'all stay blessed. All right, please.